Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. We're going to bring y'all to our huddle. You are in. Boys huddle with me, Bram, no Marcus today, but with me per usual, my master, all things video and sound, Maxine. How's it going? Maxine, I'm fired up to announce. I mean, I say that shit every time. I am fired up today to announce the rejoining us, the host of the Steiny and Guru Show at 95.7 The Game, a man who used his heart, passion, and talent to turn a lucky break contest into a rising and remarkable career in sports radio, a guy whose on-air name was earned from the great Pete Franklin himself and an East Bay kid whose fans just celebrated the hell out of him at the Red and Gold Summit at Fieldwork Brewing Company just yesterday. The man's wearing the Field Brew or Fieldwork uh-huh. shirt as we speak. Mr. Daryl the Guru Johnson, what's going on, Goo? Dude, I feel like I need you, my hype man, uh, Johnny Carson. Like, yeah, let's do it. Speaking of which, man, they showed us love in San Ramon yesterday. You, I wish you could have came out, but it was I, dope. Man. Good to be back. Uh, I made a few follow-ups. I'll start right where you left me. I thought about it. I mean, I saw, I saw you guys out there, and Maxime, help me through this, right? Maxime. So if, if I had showed up, right? So um, to, to bring everyone up to speed, they did 95.7 the game, brought out all their heavy hitters. They all met over in San Ramon, and they had a crowd. There was fans there. Um, and I got a bunch of takes on the pictures that came out. But I thought about, you know, like maybe I'll go down there, and then I couldn't decide. Either I go there and I know them, you know, and I feel hell of important, yeah. and I'm, I'm, you know, dapping everybody up, and I know Guru and Bonte and all those guys. Or I show up and it's immediately hell of weird, you know, because I do know them. And it's just like, well, are you a fan? Like, what the fuck are you doing here? So what do you think, man? I decided not to go. Maxine, right call, wrong call. Where, where are you on? Telling Max. I think it's the right call. You know, I was just at a wedding and like, I wasn't, I wasn't with the groom side or the bride side. I ended up hanging out with the family and everybody was confused by where I was. And I think it was generally an awkward situation. I love it. Here's the other thing I noticed, Guru. So if memory serves, you're a Cowboys fan. Am I right about that? Die hard, man. All we need is a quarterback. Here's what I loved about you. So it literally, that thing you showed up yesterday is called the Red and Gold Summit. And Guru is not, not only is he not a fucking Niners fan, he's a Cowboy fan. So he shows up in a red shirt because everyone is. It's a red Mickey Mouse shirt. (laughs) And I thought, it was such a smart move. 
You know, it's like, well, no, I'm participating, but I'm not selling out my team. So nicely played, man. You, you kind of split the difference. Hey, you know what? I appreciate you recognizing that. The, my other five counterparts didn't – I don't think it dawned on them. I'm like, I thought Mickey was going to get more run. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when you are at those things, so if that's me and there's a live audience, suddenly the whole thing changes. I feel way more pressure to be like clever and to have some kind of funny tech. Everybody who came up and take a picture with me, I'd feel like I'd have to make them laugh at some point. That's For you, funny. is that true? Like, how'd you handle that? Is it weird? Not, taking not at all. I, check this out. I've learned to just be as natural as possible. But what got me a little nervous at stage fright is Shaskin, and Bonte and Dibs talking about my one-liners that are just natural and roll off. But when you tell me you need one, Oh, the yeah. bay, I don't have nothing. I don't like that type pressure. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I saw an old friend I hadn't seen for a long time a couple of weeks ago. We sit down, and there's a third person who I don't know who's come with this friend. <laughs> and the and my the guy I've known forever introduces me as, oh, this is one of my funniest friends. I, I bombed. I had nothing to say. That's there was no pressure. You know, like I forced a couple of this. Oh, I immediately associate. But, goo, I didn't just drag you in here to compliment you about your San Ramon appearances. I got a bunch of Warriors questions for you. Let's and I'm go, man. Off. All right. It's an old nope. segment, I and mean, it's one I love. It's called yep, yep slash nope. Here's okay. the idea. All right. It's a, it's an easy way yep. to take hard questions nope. and then just boil them down to a single yep. answer. So I'm going to give you some nope. of the what I think are pressing issues yep. for the Warriors. You tell me nope. yep or nope. All right. Yep. Here's our first. Nope. Is, Guru, Andrew Wiggins the most important member of the Warriors next season, not named Steph Curry? Answer is yep. Why? Because he's shown you why a couple years ago when he was right behind Steph showing the world that uh, he was worth the pick that Minnesota put on him, and he didn't get enough love from me because Steph was so great. But Andrew Wiggins on both sides of the court was awesome. He was their second most important player. Clay, I love you. And I don't think Clay will argue that. And it, there's not enough uh, intel on him missing on when he went on a sabbatical, how that threw the Golden State Warriors for a loop and they can never truly rebound. I feel like people have forgotten how many games Wiggins missed in the middle Man. of the year. You know what I mean? And, and I agree with you. I'm going yep too. And for almost identical reasons, he's 28 years old. We've forgotten who this dude is. I think the Warriors are going to need two All-Stars to be the team that they will be next year. I think Wiggins is that second All-Star. I think he's a two-way difference maker. We're not two years removed before he was the what, yeah. second best player in the finals, before he outplayed Jason Tatum in the finals. So I am an absolute yep on this. Let's go to our second. Maxime, I'm going to throw it to you. And I'm going to warn you, this Max. is a penny This is a huge penny. I'm, I, I don't want to take this one, which is why I'm going last. Here's the question. Can Clay Thompson be a real difference maker in a title run? Oof. Yep or nope? Yep. Uh, you just heard Michael Thompson come on. Uh, he did an interview, I think, with with friend of the podcast, Mark Medina, basically saying Clay looks like he's in great shape. He's running up and down the court. Um, you know, dude is un- pissed at how the playoffs went last year and wants to bring it back uh, with a different look in this coming postseason. We know he's got the dog mentality to him, and I think if he's coming back, we knew that he wasn't fully back last year. Everybody was saying, give him another year. He needs time to get his sea legs under him. Um, no pun intended there, because we know that he is a boatman. But uh, listen, I think that he could do it. Guru, do you agree? Uh, now, where are you on Clay? 
It's amazing, Max, because I'm, I'm about to steal your thunder, too. I'm right behind you. I agree. And what's crazy is if you look at the numbers, like my guy Steinmetz, Clay damn near hit his career average from three last year. But in regard to the most makes, he led the NBA in most makes from three. Steiny will tell me and remind me, well, Guru, he took the most. But the point is, I know you two know how much energy it takes to hoist up a three. But the fact that he did not pick up a basketball basically all last year, he couldn't go 15 rounds this season. I believe he's taking too much heat because I was on his bumper about shot selection. But what I'm seeing, and I can't wait to see Medina's podcast with Pops, Clay is in the lab, and I really believe he's a top three. How do I put it? If my life depended on a three-point shot to win the game, my life on the line, Clay's one of the three guys I want taking it. And what he did, I got to give him credit for letting us know how dark of a place he was in. But he also was in this dark place when Barkley did what he did at the beginning of the season to mm -hmm. say Clay will never get back. The Devin Booker, we got four. But that podcast he just did, Clay, opened up, said I shouldn't have done it. I yep. said like Perry Mason or a good true detective, Woody Harrelson. That's it. He's in a zone now because he's he's self-evaluating. And I think, Max, people are in trouble and Clay can still shoot, but now the endurance will be there. Mm-hmm. That take, him admitting, look, I was in a bad place. Oh, you know, man. I just wasn't con the, the confidence that that shows, okay. you know, and as opposed to him very obviously being off center in that Phoenix thing. Uh, but let me let me rewind it all the way back. And yeah. first, let me say, you know, I love Matt Steinmetz, friend of the show. Yeah, I, I told him I was take. coming on. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Tell him I want him back. But right, I also okay. say that if it was Steinmetz answering these questions, this segment would have been called Nope and Hell Nope. So, no, you know, like, it's just, it just is what it is. That's not who the hell he is. All right. For me, um, do I believe in Clay and can it be a title uh, run or a difference maker in a title run? The answer is yep, but I'll clarify it a little bit. All right. First, let me say the more Homer thing. We're all are not that far removed from that fucking Lakers series. It was okay. a nightmare, but it wasn't physical. It was a mental problem he was having there. He was in his head throughout that series. It's not like we saw him having difficulty with his body. It was a mental thing that I, I am positive that he can fit. But the second thing I'll add is, even though I'm saying, yep, I think it's going to be a different role. I'm not sure Clay is going to oh. be the number two scorer on our team. I think that might be Wiggins. And I'm not too sure he's going to be the number one ball defender anymore either. I think we might be seeing some other people in that slot. But just like you said, Guru, he's the best catch-and-shoot guy in the oh league still right now, and he will play that role throughout a title run. So I believe in him. I don't know if he's going to be pre-injury clay you know there might be a little bit we don't even need there. that exactly right that is exactly right which is why i think he can still make a difference but i'm you know i'm not going to tell you he's going to be fucking dunking on everybody yeah but i do think he's going to be out there um hitting huge shots and giving us the occasional ball stop because i feel you know he still has that in his bag tell me am i wrong fellas for those two months that he had pool was right alongside of him when curry was out clay was in his bag man I mean, he that let me know this dude is far from done, but it's just about that offseason, and he's past that, so I can't wait, man. Um, I'm going to bring you guys in behind the scenes here, all right? So this this is conversational whiplash. It's not Clay-related. It's just <laughs> me-related. But I'm going to tell you nonetheless. So I, I hung out with our boy, Bonte, recently, Guru, and I gave him crap because they've talked about maybe I'd come on the roast during Warrior season. Fine. 
And what he said was like, look, dude, I've talked to our producers. They're on board, but you swear too much. That's literally what he told me. Wow. Okay, hold on. So I started today. I'm like, I'm not going to cuss. I'm just going to show the world. I've already dropped like four (laughs) F-bombs. Like, I'm I'm just so starting now, boys. This is going to be a G-rated show. We'll see. We'll see if this actually happens. But that's that's our goal. Um, Okay, next question. Yep or nope? So the audience has heard a lot about this from Maxime and I, but Guru, and I've, I've heard it on your other show, but I want to hear it on this one. Was the CP3 trade a good idea? Yep or nope? I'm going to say no. Um, they're okay. selling it like it's a good idea. They're professional, and they're going to try to make it work. But that you coaching let me know all I needed to know. And I told people, just like the great Thor with his shield, Chris Paul is a gladiator. And if you got to – people were assuming out here in the Bay that he was going to take this role of coming off the bench. And guess what, guys? He may end up doing it, but that was a gladiator in regard to that response about me coming off the bench and everybody who's not a coach or affiliated assuming I'm coming off the bench. And the rat on the table for me, elephant in the room for some, is the fact that he the, – the Warriors have Steph just as symbolic to – why Chris Paul does not have a ring because the Warriors have got the best of them. They're going to try, but this is all confusing, and I don't like it at all. His style doesn't match with what the Warriors like to do. But, hey, I'm I'm trying to be proactive, Max, so I don't think it's going to work. I'm hoping it works, but until I see it, man, I, I just can't sit here and be fake and say it was a good idea. I want you to know that my first reaction was going to be four letters and I had to keep it in pocket. I almost didn't get one sentence in. Um, so the I'm with you on the you coaching thing. You know what really bothered me about the you coaching thing? What it suggests to me is that before they made the move, nobody Gosh, called Chris Paul. That's and incredible. No, nobody had the discussion of like, well, here's what we're thinking. Here's what we'd like you to be, you know, and like he did not that I expect him to to give a press conference and say, Oh, I would like to sit, but his response suggested that was like a real-time reaction that for the first time, he's like, ooh, I may come off the bench, and it was an angry one, which I'm not super cool with. Um, Maxine, so give me an updated version. Yep or no for you. Good idea? Yeah, and 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 I, I actually I want to circle back for a second because okay. I didn't get a chance to uh, answer the first question. Wiggins is not the second most important player, and I think this oh, relates, so I'm not just saying this out of nowhere. It's Draymond Green. And part of the reason it's Draymond Green, I'm just just trying to rack my brain. I'm sure there's somebody out there, but I don't think that Chris Paul has had a teammate as serious about basketball. And I don't mean like skilled, right? But I mean who gives a S about the game. This is the G-rated half of the podcast. You guess, it's just me. Oh, okay, cool, great. Who gives a shit about the game on Chris Paul's level? Right. I mean, James Harden, come on. This guy's kind of a joker. That OKC stint, the guys were young. They didn't know what they were doing yet. Right. The Clippers team, for all their intentions and purposes, they were not, that that was not a serious basketball team. We know because they haven't won championships. This team has won championships. And Draymond Green is also important, right? Because he's anchoring in on both sides of the ball. Wiggins is a fantastic um, on ball defender, but I'm not going to necessarily trust him to play call or be shouting at other folks um, on the defensive end. So Draymond is important on and off the court. And I think if Draymond can show Chris Paul why the Warriors are a unique franchise and why their culture is something that he should get in line with, then you might actually see him get in line. I think it all it very much hinges on Draymond Green's responsibility within the locker room. Do you think Paul said, well, first let me say, if I could have somehow paused time, if in between you saying, look, I want to answer your first question, and I promise this relates, 
I could have paused time right there and I could have guessed who the second player was, I would have thought Chris Paul and I would have bet my life on that. The fact wow. that you said Draymond Green <laughs> was real surprising, but we got there. And But here's my follow-up. Do you view, so if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is that Draymond Green makes sure that if people don't understand their role, he will make it very clear to them, this is what we need from you, this is how we win a championship, and then people generally fall in line. Do you view, and I, I think you're right about Draymond, do you view Chris Paul as the kind of player who could hear that? Who, if, if he didn't come to that conclusion on his own, do you think if Draymond comes in and says, this is what we need and this is what you're going to do, do you think Paul actually follows that advice and, and takes it no problem? Yeah, I want to hear what Guru has to say about it, so I'll keep it short. Yep. I, look, I think it's bigger than get. are you motivated because this Warrior team has accomplished so much and last year was a debacle, and I won't even go off on a tangent like I want to, Max, and, and Bram, uh, <laughs> on how I was let down by the Warrior culture, not just by one somebody, mm. but everybody. It was real. Yes. It was tested. And, and I'm still hurt. But mm -hmm. I will say this. I got a double back, Max. I'm going to pull one of your moves. Not only am I afraid about Chris Paul starting, what about ending the game? Mm -hmm. And if it's Chris Paul out there, you are small. And I would like to know who is not going to be in that finishing lineup. Because let me tell you who it ain't going to be. Draymond Green. And yep. everybody's best friend who busts his tail, Kavon Looney. Are you telling me Looney will not end Warrior games to suffice Chris Paul's whatever we want to call it? That's scary to me. But I think they are so past the are you ready to go? Are you 100% motivated? When you throw on that jersey, it's about can you get the ball in the hole? Can you pass it to the right somebody? And I'm going to say something nobody's talked about. I think Dre and Chris Paul in a crazy way, because Dre being the point forward, but he's almost like the point guard, Steph's specialized point, they almost watch these other out, and I'm nervous about that. So I don't know how to answer your question, Max, in that regard. I'll add this. Um do I think the CP3 trade was a good idea? If I'm being honest with you boys, I've talked myself into this. Um, and and, and well here's said. why. Here's the best way I can put it. What I really like, and it's not focused on CP3, it's focusing on who this team is now. I like that what we have is a group of remarkably hungry veterans who hopefully are in the portion of their career where they'll do anything they can to get it one more time or for Chris Paul's standpoint, to get it once. You mm -hmm. know, And so like, if that's true then hopefully Paul recognizes on his own that, you know, how do I help this team? Well, it's, it's in spots. How do I help me? I don't have as many minutes. You know, I stay healthy by averaging less than 30 minutes a game and, and come in in these little moments. So I hope it's true, but I'll, I'll end this where we started it. The only indication we have so far is him jumping down the throat of a reporter Damn. the first time the idea of sacrifice was brought up, literally the first time. Um, and so, you know, maybe that was just a, a pride response that disappears. But the evidence we have in front of us so far yeah, leaves me a little concerned. Um, but I've, I've squinted so hard at this. I now see good things. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we actually land there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. All right, next one. Um, and I am sure this question is going to be thrown around on social media a million times throughout the year. And it will always be nope because Warrior Social Media loses their mind during the, uh, during the season. But here's the question. Is Steve Kerr the best coach for this team? I'll go first if you want. Yep. Okay. Yep. A thousand okay. times. Yep. My bad. Across the board. My bad, Maxie. Yeah. <laughs> Across the board. Yep. This is this is the last dance. This is the last ride. This is the like, oh, we got to get at least one more. And I believe in this group. Then of course it should be the coach who brought him there the first time. And of course it should be the coach who's going to bring him there the last time. So yes, I say yep on uh, on Steve Kerr. And Max, I'll go. I'll say hell yep too. And the reason I say that is he admitted that he did some things wrong, and I appreciate that. That's half the battle. Yeah. But now you got to not put up or shut up because Steve Kerr is a top five head NBA head coach of all time for me. He's earned it. Uh, I didn't like how he, he dealt with Kaminga and Wiseman for a bit and even Moody with the DMPs when I always thought Moody could have something. So I'll just say this. I can't, it's, a, it's a different uh, task. But I think Steve Kerr is licking his chops out of what or any chicken he left on the bone last year. And and just basically how powerful his role was in regard to what didn't happen or manifest off the court. So yeah. I'm excited to see him take the bull by the horns, Max. And, you know, it's a it's a you know, of, of course, hell yes, Steve Kerr is the man for the job. But you guys like that Steve Kerr's public shine is kind of back because of the world championships? You know, I mean, like we we haven't Kerr has a has a unassailable reputation. He's got, you know, a bunch of titles, man, and he got it faster than anybody else. But we've kind of stopped focusing on his success and the fact that he's on this team, you know, and it was picked out. He's the he's the the by default, in my mind, the best coach in the NBA because that's who they picked to to pilot this world championship team i i don't know i like it i like what this suggests about the position he occupies still in the nba well and on top of it that's exactly what i was going to bring up how many I, I mean i'm sure you both have dealt with this in your life you're doing a job for a while you get in a groove and then you start to realize if you were to be asked to do something completely different it would be confusing to you if you toss a, an extremely different style of play like Chris Paul is going to be. And, and admittedly, he says he's, he's able to do whatever and, you know, and he wants to be malleable within the system. But like, that's a shock to the system. Steve Kerr is over here having to coach an entirely different lineup, put together entirely different play calls to 
to, you know, to make sure that Anthony Edwards is shining with Jaron Jackson at the five. You know, that's just a very different look. Dude is able to practice different things. I think it sets him up for success. Not many NBA coaches, they may be coaching other teams, but not at an NBA level, not with professional athletes in the same way. I think it's a huge opportunity for us. You know what? I love both of you, but I, I disagree. And the reason I disagree is he's so established. There was really nothing to gain. But I hear you, Bram, in regard to we kind of forgot about uh, his brilliance. Like, you put Spolster out there or any other coach, they're going to shine with that talent. I, I got to go back to this, and I know I wish you had a stop clock, but I got one uh, shot clock because I got one in my head. I'm so disappointed in the Warriors culture and Steve Kerr for not knowing Draymond Green did not do a great job, and it's not Dre's fault, of bonding with Kaminga. I know they have punch gate. I just hate that – Steph Curry had to give the Game 7 speech on the night of the day before the sack series. I hate that everybody that I check the boxes of, they know when the culture needs a jolt or a meeting, everybody dropped the ball or assumed somebody else was doing it. So when I heard Kaminga say, me and Dre don't get along, and you got 41 road games on the road with no family, kids, or spouses, so it's about bonding, and then we look at this crappy road record, that bothered me. And now I'm calling Steph Curry real quick, Tupac, Machiavelli, because it started with that speech, but I just, and the magic answer, there was no shade in that towards magic, but I'm sensing a Steph Curry that is not going to let that happen again. Mm. If I gotta call people out, I'm calling them out, but you know, I'm not on the back nine, but Curry knows what time it is. And I don't like, like you had pointed out earlier, Bram, how they lost to the Lakers. It's one thing to lose, but the Warriors were not connected. And I think Steph has took an initiative to where, hey, we might not win it, but it will never be because we were on so many different pages. You have, all right, so you pulled the rug out from under me a little bit. Here's what I mean. Um, so what I, here's what, what I was going to tell you. Okay. And what I was going to try to support Steve Kerr with, um, I was going to say, if we're going to pick skill sets, uh, if I needed a coach who was phenomenal at X's O's and could take a team that didn't have that much talent, but squeeze every win out of them, wouldn't be Kerr. You know, we're probably talking Spolstra, probably talking Pulp a bit. There's other people. All right. Up until last year. And this is how you pull the rug out because I, I wasn't going to give that caveat. I wasn't going to say up until last year, but up until last year, if the skill set I needed was someone to bond a locker room, it'd be Steve Kerr. That's who I picked. Wow. Okay. And that's exactly what we need this year. Right. And that's what we're talking about. They, they need someone to bring in Chris Paul and to soothe all these egos and then make this work. And so the way you pulled the carpet out is I was going to tell you, well, guru, come on, man. We need someone for the locker room. He's the guy for the locker room. The problem is, is last year, there's a giant bullet hole in that skill set, mm. you know? And so I guess we'll see, man, you know, they, presuming that no one gets punched and we don't have some of the extraneous things that happened last year, you oh know, we, we've got another shot, but I don't know. I'm, I was so proud of that answer before you, before you started yours. And now I'm, you know, I really am. I'm not positive at all. Um, but I tell you what, boys, cause we're going later than I promised okay. uh, guru. So here's our final question. And it's one I'm excited about. So it's not a yep. No. Um, and I'm a couple weeks late to this, but a couple weeks ago, Steph not only appeared in a Paramore concert, but was on TikTok videos, was everywhere, on social media, on stage, singing um, in, in this, uh, I think it was Misery Business in one okay. of their go-to songs. And here's my follow-up question, because what it illustrated to me is that who Steph is, dude, he's so popular and so universally loved. 
that he can go to any place he wants and they not only roll out the red carpet, but if he wants to participate, they're like, hell, you know, like, yes, dude, come on. Like, I mean, across the board, if he showed up at Jeopardy, they would just give him a podium. You know, if he showed up at the Niners game, they'd let him flip the coin. And anything he he could participate in. So here's my question. If you guys built up that kind of social equity, if you had that, you could show up anywhere you wanted and they're going to let you in and you could participate, where would you go? All right. And so I know I am springing this on you. So to give you some time to think, I'll go first. I'll share a neurosis. It wouldn't be something I had to actually perform. Like Steph goes up there and grabs a mic. I wouldn't want that in my off time. I don't want it to be something that like doesn't go well, you know? So like, I don't want it to be a first pitch. You know, I, don't, I don't need that highlight making ESPN if I'm terrible. I don't need it to be like on some stage where I have a terrible voice and now they have that clip. So it would probably be like NBA finals and I'm just front row, front row center. I get that occasional. They show the camera occasionally on me and the, the, the fans go, oh, hooray, Bram's here. You know, like that kind of thing. Maybe I do something, the ball comes to me randomly and I pretend to shoot and don't and give it back. And, and everybody comments on like how fun that was. So it would be something like that. I'll say the NBA finals with no speaking roles, just sitting there enjoying myself. Wow. I said, I'm going to go next, Max. I love yep. that one. And I love the question. I'm going to kind of shock you guys because uh, my dad, Norman Johnson, told me this at a young age because I got up and spoke at my grandmother's funeral and we were driving home and I asked him, how did I do? And he said, son, I'll never forget. I was in the backseat. You can't grade or judge anybody's feelings. So that's Hmm. why when people do write down their heartfelt moments at a funeral or wedding, I don't frown upon them because I'm nobody that can, but I'm just a guy that crumbled that paper up Not freestyle, but just come from the heart, you know? So I say that to say is one of my – this is crazy. One of my things I I take a pleasure in is the NFL Hall of Fame, regardless if it's my team, now it's anybody who's getting in. And, Max, I'm so fixated on their story and their upbringing that I would love to be in the front row for that. I know now they put a timer on it, and I hate it. For those guys to give their speeches – Cause I shed a thug tear. Like <laughs> I just, I, I, that's my, I, I love hearing the real of what you went through to get to this plateau, who had your back, you know, the doubt, whatever. And maybe some didn't have that. They were, you know, blue chip prospect, but I get off on that. And I wish I was front and center to watch the, you know, a certain class get, get uh, held in. I love this. Would you participate? Would you grab the mic and go off the cuff? Like, you know, Michael Irvin, I, you know, he was, he made such a difference in my life. I, I would, yeah. Him. You know, you give me that guy, I would. I love that guy. I love yeah. that. I, the way I picture it would be like the old school WWF. Like suddenly Guru's music starts playing. It's like, is that Guru's music? You come out and grab the mic, drop a couple of bars in there. I'm, uh, Dude. I'm on board. All right, Maxine. Is that, did that sound weird? Is that a weird answer to you? No, I love it. There there is no weird answer. Okay, there you go. I mean, here, here's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, I'd like to just show up at a funeral and speak. And I was like, that would have been been real weird. But no, the Hall of Fame. None of that. that. Uh, I thought so too. It's like, this is going to take a turn. Um, So (laughs) the reason we all know that Steph is appearing more than usual is because he was promoting his underrated documentary, right? So I feel like most of the time these dudes are like chilling on a, on a boat off the coast of Ibiza or whatever, just trying to get left alone. So here's the thing. What, where, 
can a, not anybody go, right? Where can I actually use my clout to get into place? And, you know, like sitting in the front yeah. row for the NFL Hall of Fame, like that's a good example of it. I'm going to space. Give me a spot uh, on one of those no. rockets going into space. Like how many people have gotten to do that? I can use my Steph Curry clout to get into space. I mean, there's like, you know, outside of the uh, literal astronauts, like what, 12 people that are going to get to do that in our lifetime? I mean, let's go. Wow. I love man. you, Maxime. This was going to be another moment where if I could have told you, Guru, let's pause it. We never would have guessed. It would have been impossible no to guess. I thought he was going to like this. Like, accidents on those trips, you know? Yes, dude. Like, if he would been like, I want to be at a NATO meeting, right. I wouldn't have been surprised. No, like, who's that, man? Anything, anything could have come out. Space, I wouldn't have guessed. SpaceX, it turns out, Maxine, all, you know, you are a billion dollars away from being able to, to reach that man. goal, man. You just need the money. I love and you'll it. be there. <laughs> Uh, Goo, I, I kept you longer than promised. We got to have you on our show. I don't want to steal from the road. Seriously, man. You it's are good. back. We're, we're, it's done. It is done. We're going to have you I, on, I, man. I love to be there. I won't cuss once. Let the record reflect that, you know, once once we threw that out there. But no, we may go together. And regardless, I love having you on this show. You have an open mic anytime oh, you want to come on, oh, as no, you man. know. And I'm also sure I'm not the only one feeling that way. If people need way more Daryl Guru Johnson in their life, where do they go? Uh, 95 7 the game. Uh, you could download the Odyssey app 10 to 2, Monday through Friday, me and Steiny. Boom. And, and Max, uh, you're the man, baby. I appreciate you. <laughs> you want to look for us? Maxine will be on spaceships. Uh, yeah. <laughs> flying anywhere. I really was going to say something. I swear when you asked the question, I immediately went to Beyonce. I oh. said, no, you're not going to be a pig. It ain't about that. You're married. I said, just give them the sports one. But I immediately said, a Beyonce. nope, I caught myself. Not today. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Even in like fantasy questions, I'm still showing neurosis. I'm like, I don't want to fail. So I want to go up there. Like, I'm just, just leave me alone. Let me be here and just let me be alone with that in tow. Go Warriors, you guys. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Good, good.